Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, help us come up with a customized Burger King Whopper. Comment your ingredients at AWOD Radio at 910 The Fan or call in 833-804-0910. We'll get back to that on the final segment of the show today at 245. But right now, it's time to catch you up on the latest from around the National Football League here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL hits on A1 Radio. So more audio is coming out from the Super Bowl, and it just makes Kyle Shanahan look worse and worse. Apparently he told his position coaches to review the overtime rules with the players right before the overtime began and they kicked off. Oh, bad By that time, it's way too late. It's way too late. And, you know, he was kind of, you could tell he was lying when he went to the podium and said, oh, yeah, you know, we discussed it during the week. We wanted the ball for the third possession. There's not going to be a third possession if the Chiefs get the ball. You weren't stopping Patrick Mahomes from getting in the end zone. You're not. (laughs) The only chance you had was to score a touchdown and go for two and make that. Yeah, because, yeah, Anything, anything, everything they did was wrong. Right. <laughs> Stopping on fourth down to kick it. Right. Wrong well, decision. And, and that's kind of more conversation has come out about why Shanahan's decision was so wrong. And look, I, I said it right away, right? Like, you have to admit, Stubb, I, I was right on, on the right side of this immediately saying that Kyle Shanahan was dumb because more statistics are coming out that, you know, you just don't have a chance to win when you get the ball first and you face a fourth down. If you face it on your side of the field, you have to punt. Because you go for it there and you miss, they're already in field goal range. Once you get past the 50 and you're in field goal range on fourth down, you pretty much have to kick a field goal because you don't want to give the ball back to the Chiefs and them only needing a field goal. So you put yourself at a disadvantage where you only get three downs to play with, but as soon as the Chiefs get the ball, they get four downs to play with. And you know what they did? They had a fourth down and one, and they converted on their way to going down the field and getting the game-winning touchdown. So it just... You know, it worked out in the Chiefs' favor, but the 49ers absolutely made a mistake there. I still double down on the fact that I believe the game was lost in the, th- the first three possessions of the third quarter. Mahomes literally went punt, interception, punt, and you had zero points on the board. Yeah, you get a field goal there, you probably win the game. Yeah, I think this brings up a different issue with how apparently one-sided the coin flip is in overtime now for all the statistics saying that he shouldn't have done that. I, it shouldn't be that decided by who gets to win the coin toss in overtime. No, you know, you're right. I mean, look, I didn't think that they had an issue with the overtime rule. Obviously, they had made the change because of the Buffalo Bills situation, which is kind of cool because the Chiefs can say, it's our rule. We won on our <laughs> rule, right? And, and they yeah. did, and that's what Kings do. They rule. Uh, but, man, uh, it was just... You know, they made the rule change because Buffalo got scored on with 13 seconds left, gave a field goal, Chiefs got the ball, went right down the field and scored, and Buffalo didn't even get a chance to possess it. Right. But at the same time, I still believe, hey, if your defense is good, your defense should get a stop. The Chiefs' defense got a stop, held the 49ers to a field goal, and so even if you're going by the old rules, they still would have had a chance yeah, to still, possess the ball. Yes. So it's not like they won because of the new rule. But you're right. The new rule does favor whoever wins the coin toss to defer. Problem is, it's hard to argue it's a bad rule when the 49ers won the coin toss and then made that mistake. Yeah, maybe maybe next time it comes up, there'll be more of a, a ruckus. But 
Yeah, but like we talked about earlier this week, it was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. And, uh, you know, it was also the most bet Super Bowl of all time. Did you see that story? That makes sense. I I feel like it's going to... It, I think both statistics are going to continue to go up every single year. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, look, there, there were so many more eyes on this game. Uh, it was a great game. There were a lot of people probably live betting it, like myself, when you saw, oh, man, you could, like, literally you could get Chiefs plus 300 at halftime. That's so wild to me to get a, a, a goat like that in Patrick Mahomes for plus 300. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's How do you bit. not take that? You know, so, yeah, that Look, it was a great game, um, and, and now that we're looking back on it, you know, I think the Chiefs just were more clutch. That's what it came down to. Yep, that's what it, really what it came down the to. The Shanahan's fourth quarter Super Bowl stats are what, like Oof, three to bad. fifty yeah. in terms of getting scored. Like, yeah, he he hadn't scored in the fourth quarter in the last two Super Bowls he was in. You, you got to be able to do that. You, yeah. You have to clutch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and look, I, I had an issue with his play calling. I, I really did. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. There's, I don't even want to touch on this story because I think it's – I don't believe it, but it is making headlines. Brandon Marshall claims that Taylor Swift had Kanye West kicked from the kicked out of the Super Bowl. I don't I don't believe Kanye was actually there. He's a weird guy. He, he also released a new – uh, album, whatever. But how about this? $185.6 million were wagered in Nevada. That was a record of all the 182 legal sports books in Nevada. A total profit of $6.8 million was pulled in after all the action was covered. It's more than $4.4 million. Uh, it's more than, it's $4.4 million more than they made last year. Um, which is interesting. So, yeah, I mean, a so, record number of people vote um, betting on it. So Vegas was up seven million. Yeah, after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, like, everybody yeah, said gonna, the yeah, same thing to me. <laughs> it's like you look around, you see all the beautiful hotels. How do you think they built it? Yeah. Off of people <laughs> losing money, right? I mean, yep, it's, yeah, it, yeah. You're, it's the truth. Vegas always wins. Yeah. Uh, and another NFL story: Steve Spagnola signs a contract extension to remain with the Kansas City Chiefs as their defensive coordinator. I do think he's going to get an option to be a head coach again in this league eventually. Uh, just not going to happen this year as the Chiefs try to go back to back to back. Um, and and look, I think they have a good chance to do it. You got to stick around for the three, Pete. Yes. Yes. You have to. Yes. And and look, they I still think they're the best team in their division. So that's the most important thing. You have to win your division. You know, maybe you could argue the Broncos will be improved. I think the Chargers will absolutely be improved with Harbaugh, but I don't think they're going to win the division. And then you have the Vegas Raiders, which are the the wild card, right? Yeah, they don't have the toughest division right now to be the best in. Yeah. But they still are. So Super Bowl reward, Chiefs, Inc., Spagnola to an extension. Uh, More people are coming out um, very upset with Travis Kelsey for bumping and yelling at Andy Reid, calling it completely unacceptable. I just, I say, hey, you play to win the game. That helped them win the game. I don't have an issue with it. I really don't. And I I kind of agree with what Brian Mitchell said on B. Mitch and Finley yesterday, which is a lot worse than that happens probably in practice and behind the scenes that you just don't see and hear about. It was on the big stage in the Super Bowl, and it sucked that it got that kind of attention. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to make a fuss about it, but I don't think you yell at your head coach like that. Right. I'm going to stand by that. I, yeah. I. I. I don't like seeing it. I. I don't think the other players should do that. But whatever. <laughs> this is the like. I'm not going to. I'm not scared for Taylor Swift like some people on Twitter are. <laughs> <laughs> no. I. I look. I think it was a bad look for Travis, who you know he is like 
He's at an all-time high in terms of like presence and social media yeah. and everything. It was a bad look for him, but the better look was winning the Super Bowl and making out with Taylor Swift <laughs> for everybody to see. That's what they're talking about more uh, than him bumping into Andy Reid. We've got uh, Gary Hess, the czar at WRNL. Drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess coming up next. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is Wednesday at 2.15, which means it's time to bring in the czar, Gary Hess. How you doing, man? Welcome back to town. Yes. You guys were awesome last week. Hey, you were awesome, too. I appreciate you filling in on the VCU pregame show. Yeah, I had a, I had a great time Friday night, did a couple of interviews, which, of course, you know, I've done a few of those, and... Uh, so, yeah, it was great. Got to see some people I know in the Commonwealth room. So, yeah, I had a great time, and the Rams got a win. So, let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Get out of the way, damn it. Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All right, let's start with Friday night at the Siegel Center. I mean, I had extreme FOMO there being in Vegas. I was actually in the airport watching the game about to board my flight, and it seemed like the best crowd of the season. It was a great crowd. It was an electric atmosphere, and uh, it was, you know, Part of it was great defense by VCU, but the other part of it was neither team shot very well. And so it was, you know, when you get a game, I think the final was 47 to 45. 49-47. 49-47. So that and it was and that game had the look of a 49-47 game too. But you got to make the plays to win. VCU made the plays to win, got the defense on the final play, and and that was that. Yeah, and you know what's great with being a, a VCU alum myself? member of Ram Nation. I look up at the standings and ahead of VCU I see Loyola, Chicago, Dayton, and Richmond. Three teams that we've already beaten this season. There you go. (laughs) And uh, it's going to be interesting because the Rams have seven games left and Dayton is still on the schedule again. Richmond's on the schedule again. Both of those on the road. And, you know, this Rams team is rounding into form. The other thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you've looked at the A-10 standings, but there is a slight bit of separation between four and five. Yes. Which kind of get, you know, so those three teams that you mentioned plus VCU all have the inside track to get that top four seed and the coveted double buy. Yep, the double buy is is huge because you get that game on Thursday. You have Friday off to prepare for your semifinal game should you make it that far. And look, I think there could be a lot of changes in the top four seeds. You're right. I think the separation is huge because you want that double buy. But I wouldn't be shocked if you saw VCU climb their way up the standings, like you said, with games against Richmond and Dayton left. They kind of control their own destiny. They do. They they really do. And, you know, I think even though VCU has beaten Dayton, I think the key is going to be to avoid Dayton's side of the bracket because I've seen VCU beat Dayton, I've seen Richmond beat Dayton, but I still believe Dayton's the best team in the league. And so uh, VCU is going to have to prove that they can get past that. The, but, you know, if you beat them at Dayton – then you got an argument to be the best team in the league. You know they control their own destiny to get to that top seed, but staying in the top four is really what matters. 
Driving down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, and the sports director here at WRNL 910 The Fan. Talk a little ACC hoops. Gary is our ACC insider. And we'll start with the team that was victorious last night in the late game. Virginia Tech defeated Florida State 83-75, to led by Hunter Couture and Sean Padula, combining for 39 points. When the backcourt plays like that, the Hokies can beat almost any team in the ACC. They can, and Couture and uh, and uh, Padula. Padula got the job done. But the other thing I want to point out in that game is that Lynn Kidd. There was a Lynn Kidd sighting. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and you know he has kind of been missing in action some in this ACC season. But twelve points and fifteen rebounds. That was as huge a part of the win as it was uh, the, the shooting of Couture and Padula. And Padula did it only making one three pointer in the game by the way as well so found other ways to score uh, and that is kind of the formula the other thing uh, and I heard uh, coach Young talk about it in the post game they really um, you know were quicker to the ball you know Mm -hmm. the the 50-50 balls all went to Tech whereas when they played in Tallahassee they all went to Florida State and I know you get tired of me talking about this but I did want to read you Jameer Watkins stat line from the Florida State game last night 26 points 6 rebounds 4 assists 3 blocks and 2 steals he is just leading that team in an amazing way of filling up the stat sheet besides scoring points uh, three for three from three point range, nine of eleven from from the free throw stripe. The VCU transfers having a great year for the Seminoles. Absolutely, I, I think the biggest thing that sticks out for me in the box score is the forty seven percent from the free throw line for the Hokies. Not free throw line, three point line. Right, and that includes Tyler Nickel going three for four off the bench. I mean, that's just so huge. And that's on a night when Padula only makes one. Right. Yeah. I mean, three-point shooting has been, you know, they live by the three, they die by the three. Last thing I wanted to mention, Sean Padula, so ball dominant and has been so good this year scoring the basketball, but at times too many turnovers. I liked how his assist-to-turnover ratio was even last night, four assist-to-four turnovers. I believe the last game he had three assist-to-six turnovers. You need the assist-turnover ratio in your favor. I completely agree. And, uh, you know, those two guys are going to be the key straws. But uh, having Lynn Kidd be the guy who can contribute on the inside, double-digit points, double di- those double-doubles, you know, 15 rebounds, that is huge, especially against a team with the size that Florida State has. And the longest home win streak in the country came to a close last night as the UVA Cavaliers fall to Pitt 74 to 63. I think the Panthers just made another three pointer. <laughs> they made threes from everywhere. And, you know, when you have, when you face a team that's shooting threes that hot and some even contested, you've got to be top shelf offensively. And they weren't last night. And then, you know, there were defensive lapses, but then Pitt made contested ones too. You can't have lapses when they're making contested threes too. 14 threes and another stat from the Virginia game that's a little under, uh, undervalued double digit offensive rebounds Ooh. for Pitt last night too. Yeah. So, you know, you miss a three, you get a second chance and you make a three, that's a killer. So uh, you know, UVA could not get it done. Um, you know, still uh I still think there are good things in front of this team, but uh, you know, they really need to lock in. Uh and I think you know, and I watch this team play, Reese Beekman is a known quantity. He's the you know probably the odds on favor to be defensive player of the year. Nineteen points, six rebounds, five assists. He's doing his job. McNeely's doing the job shooting. Uh, Ryan Dunn has got to elevate his game for UVA. 
I don't. I haven't seen uh, as good a stuff from him. But how this team responds playing at home again this weekend against a really good Wake Forest team is going to be interesting to see. It is so interesting because you know UVA brings it defensively, and I thought they played pretty good defensively, except Pitt was hitting shots, contested jump shots. I mean, Blake Hinson. I watched the game, hit three threes right with a guy's in it, a guy in his face. One of them a step back three in the corner. It was just so impressive. And so when you're playing strong defense and they're scoring in your face, it is so important that you execute offensively and take good shots. And there were a few possessions for UVA in the second half where they shot after one pass. Shot after one pass or in transition or even run the offense and then take a, you know, you know, Virginia, they talk about Virginia typically being comfortable with the shot clock running out. Well, there's a few players on this team that don't have that look. The shot clock gets to nine or eight and you still got time for two or three more passes. Uh, but you know, they'll, they'll, they'll rush a shot here and there. The other problem for UVA. Is they're the worst free throw shooting team in the ACC, and so you get to the free throw. And Ryan Dunn misses two in a row. Reese Beekman gets an and one, misses the free throw. You can't miss free throw. You you got to, you can't be a fifty nine sixty two percent free throw shooting team if you're going to win key games in March. Yeah, look, it's a it's a bad loss for UVA, but we should give Pitt a lot of credit. They've won at Duke this season. They've now won at UVA. They're winners of four straight. They're a talented team. Uh, but just from the UVA perspective, it sucks because it looked like you had a chance to maybe get a top four seed in March in the NCAA tournament, and now that's going to be tough. Yeah, they were in the 8-9 uh, end of the bracket, so they would had to keep working their way up. Now it's going to be tough, but Duke and Carolina are still on the schedule. And, uh, you know, if they could somehow win both of those games, but that's going to be a tall order. They, I think, off the top of my head, they got to go to Cameron. They have Carolina in Charlottesville. North Carolina struggled last night, losing to Syracuse, eighty-six to seventy-nine. Uh, you know, UNC, even though they're they've been really good in the ACC, eleven and three, they haven't won many games by a large margin. It has been a, a few like close wins at the same time. But you know, it's funny you mention that because this was the second meeting of the year with Syracuse, and the first game with Syracuse, I think it was thirty-six point margin. They just absolutely blew the doors off yeah. Syracuse. But last night, it was a different story up at the Dome. Signature win for Adrian Autry, right? Uh, I mean, his first year as the Syracuse coach. What a great job uh, they did last night. And they, you know, if you – I watched some of the second half of that game when it was apparent UVA wasn't going to win. And, uh, you know – Carolina kept coming at Syracuse in waves, and somebody would step up and make a play to to hold that off. They held him at arm's length and then got the job done at the end. Great win for Syracuse. And now what do you make of the ACC? You sit here and look at the conference standings, and, you know, and if UVA could have won last night, they'd be tied for first in the yeah. league. But right now, uh, you got to look at you know Carolina and Duke with three. I, I look at the loss column because not everybody's played the same number of games. Carolina Duke with three losses, Virginia with four, Wake Forest with five. And then you have a bit of a gap there, right, with three teams tied at seven and six. What's interesting with me with North Carolina, you look at their last five games. They lose to Georgia Tech by one. They had that game against Duke that the whole country was watching. They end up winning that one by nine, but that was back and forth for most of the first half. Then they lose to Clemson escape at Miami by a three-point victory, and I was watching that one. Miami should have won. Right. Then they lose to Syracuse. So they're beatable right now. They are beatable, and part of that is, you know, we saw uh, Kansas got their doors blown off by Texas Tech the other night. What you are seeing is that 
the conference in the conference, the conference wars. There's familiarity, there is uh, knowledge, there's passion, there's history, and you know teams lose in conference in in February. That's that's just part of the reality in modern college basketball. So this Carolina team is Final Four capable. But they, you know, they can get beat on a given night. They're not, they're not foolproof, uh, and you know, they they've got to bring it because they don't have a ton of depth. So the guys that they have in that starting lineup have got to step up and perform. Want to go around college hoops action last night in top twenty-five uh, matchups? You had Oklahoma against Baylor, number twelve in the country. Jaden Nunn, former VCU Ram, eight of twelve. 27 points and three rebounds. So it's not just Jameer Watkins having success <laughs> outside right. of VCU. Iowa State beat Cincinnati 68-59. to That could have been a huge win for the Rams. Had them up by 15 in Orlando. And then Shaka Smart and Marquette defeats Butler 78-72. to You know, uh, Marquette was ranked in the top five earlier this year. They went through a little bit of a dip uh, and struggled a little bit for a while and almost felt I may have fallen all the way out of the top 25 or almost. And they have now won, I don't know if you have in front, seven or eight in a row now or something. They are playing really, really well, um, doing well. Eight in a row now. Eight in a row now. So uh, Marquette, uh, you know, the calendar turned to February and they, they're, they're getting going. I think, off the top of my head, I think they're clearly the second best team in the Big East. Uh, you know, and Connecticut is starting to look like a, a, a challenger to repeat, yes. which I don't think has happened since Duke. Has that happened since Duke in the early nineties? Florida, Florida, oh, oh six oh seven. Yeah, that's right. Yep. The year they took down George Mason yes. in route to winning it Yannick all. Yannick Noah. Yes, absolutely. Al Horford. <laughs> Al Horford, that's right. Billy Corey Brewer. I mean, you're bringing it back to me right, right now. Billy Donovan, that's right. Yeah. So uh, tell us about the All-Metro Banquet. So the All-Metro Banquet every year is the, is kind of the celebration of the high school football season. And that banquet was held Monday night over at the uh, Short Pump Hilton. And uh, it, was a, it was a great night. We got to honor the All-Metro team. All-Metro Player of the Year, Christian Martin from Highland Springs, the Offensive and Defensive Players of the Year. The OPOY was Harry Dalton from Dinwiddie, the Defensive Player of the Year, Caleb Williams from uh, uh, from uh, Matoica. And then uh, we also, the Touchdown Club Coaches of the Year uh, were honored. And then uh, a couple of other, uh, you know, we gave a, a Distinguished Service Award to Tom Hall, who has stepped down after 20 20- five years at Manchester uh, and had won a state title, 194 wins. Uh, and he hasn't, he's not retiring, but that was a great uh, one and honor him. And then I wanted to give a shout out to Billy Mills, who you've had on the show yeah. before. Billy Mills from Dinwiddie, who earlier, who this past season reached the 200 win milestone. And he's only the sixth area coach who coached most of his career in the Richmond area who to, to reach the 200 win plateau uh, in history. So that was, I wanted to give a shout out to him again because that 200-win milestone is very significant. Tom Hall's just south of it. If he decides to coach again, he'll hit that. And Lauren Johnson at Highland Springs will hit it next season. He's at 197. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Yep, so it was, it was a great night, and I always feel like the All-Metro Bank kind of puts the final period on the high school football season. Yep. And so now we'll look ahead to 2024 and cranking up in August. And the Super Bowl puts a final period on the entire NFL season. Do you have any final thoughts on the game? Is Kyle Shanahan botching it here in the second half of the big games? You know, I don't I don't think so. I think that's over analysis. I think they have, you know, things happen. They were right there. They could have easily won the game. Um, you know, you you look at little things 
that could have happened, and a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you know, there's the you know, I I, I think of several things. There was one play where uh, is it Chris Jones? I get the. The def- who's the defensive end? The defensive Chris Jones. Yeah, the, for the Chiefs. Yeah, put the pressure on Purdy, and Purdy missed a wide open uh, uh, touchdown, like a fifty yard touchdown to uh, Debo Samuel. That would have probably put the game away. There are things like that that happen, and I don't, I don't think that's on the coach. And the other thing is, I think it's being overanalyzed about what happened with the coin flip in overtime. I really do. I think you know, I think the logic of okay, if both teams f- kick a field goal or both teams score a touchdown then we're the ones that have the ball with a chance to win the game in sudden death. And I understand that logic, but I would argue, hey, the Chiefs were going to go for two. You weren't getting the ball back. You weren't getting a last lick there. I understand You kind that. of need to defer. And then I would also say that maybe you could argue he didn't lose the game in the fourth quarter. But the three possession in the in the third quarter where they went punt, punt, punt without handing the ball off to McCaffrey, now, I will that was say bad that. play calling. I, I will say that. McCaffrey did not touch the ball enough. And I looked at it at the end, and I looked at it, and he had 22 carries, and he caught eight passes. I think it was eight for 80. Eight for 80 and 22 tw- for 80. 22 for 80. Yeah. So he had 30 touches, and it's amazing to me. He had 30 touches, and it felt like he didn't touch the ball enough. Right. And so... Uh, they just don't have enough playmakers outside of him. Right. Really? Because George Kittle disappeared. I mean, that that's what we should be talking about. What well, happened to George Kittle? Well, it's funny because George Kittle caught that great pass on the first drive and it got called back. Yeah. And then, of course, they missed him in the overtime. He was out. He got hurt and left the game. Right. And so, but yeah, George Kittle. But, you know, George Kittle can only catch the passes that Brock Purdy throws to him. And so that's part of it, you know. And. You know, but you know, with Ayuk, you know, it was so much. Uh, you know, Jawan Johnson had a great game, and they yeah. found other guys. You know, Debo Samuel didn't touch the ball enough. Well, how much in mean, a big game does it come down to? You can have all the playmakers in the world, but who has the better quarterback usually wins, right? And I, you know, and and let me tell you, you know, you look at you know Joe Burrow's made it to a Super Bowl, uh, you know, Josh Allen hasn't made it to a Super Bowl. You talk about all these great young quarterbacks, and they're all being blocked by the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan's an excellent coach. I think he's going to eventually get his Super Bowl. I think the 49ers are an excellent team. Did they make some mistakes? Yes. The Chiefs did too, this just in. Uh, (laughs) But when push comes to shove, Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, I heard somebody say, one of the talking heads said it, and I said it to Linda, the second San Francisco kicked that field goal, I was like, this game's over. Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. And it was fourth and one at midfield. I was like Chiefs are going to convert. They're, you know, I don't know what's going. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to. And it, that was when uh, Mahomes ran the ball. And you know, I was like, I never. Did. Once they kicked the field goal, I was like, you know, you're going to have to. You know, you know, Mahomes is one of those guys where if you want the Lombardi Trophy, you have to pry it from my cold dead fingers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, he's that good. He's he, just that. He clutch. is that good. You know, and he's. You know, everybody talks about comparing him to Brady. You know, Brady's got seven of these things now. You know. Brady played into his 40s. Mahomes is still 28. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe he won't. But, you know, seven Lombardi trophies is, you know, he's, you know, if he gets wins one more, he's going to be tied for second all time, and he's still in his 20s. So it's unbelievable. He's one of the all time greats. There's no doubt about it. And we should appreciate every minute we get to watch him play. That's Gary Hess, the czar and sports director here at WRNL. I'm Adam Epstein, and you're listening to AWOD on the fan. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. 
Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. It's time for the Commander's Corner, Stub. As Washington announced earlier today, they're hiring Anthony Lynn to their offensive staff. Of course, Lynn was the former head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, most most recently in San Francisco. That's another important addition for Dan Quinn's staff that I'm calling the second chance staff. It really is. Right? I mean, it's all these guys that are kind of retreads, that are kind of been waiting in the wings for a second opportunity. Uh, There's some veteran coaches that they're bringing in to work their way up to become a head coach again or work their way up to being a coordinator again. Um, And so I I just, I really like the squad that Dan Quinn has put together. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. I I said last week, this is a country all about second chance opportunities. You're going to get one in the nation's capital here with the Washington Commanders. It's a lot of guys with something to prove. A lot. They, that's a great yeah, point. Like <laughs> They have to prove themselves here. Right. This is their second chance. They're going to be playing a lot harder. And, man, what like a fun group to work with if you're a player on that team. Oh, Just yeah. Like legends you get to I, work it, with. Right. It's the legends. It's, the, it's the, the wealth of experience, right, and knowledge that these guys will have. I mean, it's... It's like over 150 years of NFL experience when you combine everyone, right? Because yeah. it's a lot of guys that have been in the league for 20 years. Now, the question is, what do they do in the draft? I believe 95% they'll go quarterback. But that's not all the options available. We went through a few of them on the Richmond Commander. And new odds from bookies.com have the Washington Commanders as the odds on favorite to sign Kirk Cousins in free agency yes captain kirk's nest team odds you get the field at plus 650 you get the steelers plus 1500 the seahawks then the broncos the falcons i think the falcons could be an option there he has his familiarity with raheem morris from his time in washington the patriots that's a decent option one right because the patriots were good defensively they're probably just a quarterback away from being contenders at least in their division the Vegas Raiders at plus 500. I, I was talking to people. I think people think they're going to run it back with Garoppolo. I kind of don't think that's going to happen there. Aiden uh, O'Connell put that 60-point game up. Yeah. It's not the worst. Uh, Minnesota Vikings plus 425. That's what I would bet. Right. But plus 400, 20% chance that wa- he comes back to Washington for Kirk 2.0. He's definitely ha- the, the hot pick of the free agency quarterback wise. Yes. It's like oh, the yeah. number one. Oh, everywhere. yeah, because I was yeah. looking it up, and the other options are like Teddy Bridgewater, who is already he took a head coaching job at his high school, so he's probably done. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, hard pass on that. Um, Jacoby Brissett, we had him. We didn't use him. <laughs> I, I still will wonder what our record would have been what if we had started Jacoby Brissett. couple of snaps he took this season. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, I think you pass on him because of the injury history, right? Like, I love the yep. guy, you know, was a winner at Virginia Tech, was a winner in Buffalo, has won at several stops in this league, got the unfair uh, situation there in L.A. with the Chargers where the trainer accidentally stabbed him <laughs> with a I did needle, not know this right? Story. And because of that he missed games and then they went with Justin Herbert, the rest is history. This year got his chance with New York Giants and then they went with Tommy DeVito. Then they went back to him. It was kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Marcus Mariota who's been the backup for the Eagles this uh this season. 
I just feel like he's not a good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. he's not good at the position. He can run. He just can't really throw the ball well. Sam Darnold, um, not interested at all. Jameis Winston's the guy that I would take a shot on here. Okay. Like I, I I would actually consider Jameis more than I would Kirk Cousins, just because I don't want to do Kirk 2.0. And there's something exciting about Jameis Winston. He's got the arm strength. It seems like he's got the accuracy. I think you just question the NFL IQ. And also, like, is he full to, fully together? Like, it always seems like there's some weird drama with Jameis Winston uh, when he gets into games. Baker Mayfield, um, the market is iffy. I feel like he's going to end up coming back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they right. I mean, he made, they the made it pretty far with him. They put your boy Josh Dobbs on the Yahoo list here. <laughs> Here's what they said for Dobbs: Pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania was decent for the Colts this year, but I think he's a career backup. You know, Mason Rudolph. No, thank you. Jake Browning. That's your guy, Stub. What do you think? Would you make the call? Uh, I, I want to go back. Minshew was a Pro Bowler this year. Well, I know, like I know, but he, he was a pro bowler because what? Because Mahomes dropped out because yeah. he was in the Super Bowl. But you know, fourth pick. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, it was the year of the backup quarterback. He was yeah, a good backup. Right. I'll give I, him that. I also want. He's not know. even going to start in Indianapolis next year. They're going to go back to Anthony Richardson. Right? I want to see where Tommy goes. Tom the Brady. Paisano. Oh, Tommy DeVito. <laughs> I'm about to say Tom Brady. Did you hear no, something? I know. I know he's. No, where is DeVito? I think DeVito has to stay in New York. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. Because that's where his fan base is. That's true. He right? loves it there. I don't think he would leave. No. Did you see the bit that he uh, did for the NFL Honors meetings? No. Right. They they interviewed him. It was Key. Uh, it was Keenan Michael Key, right from oh. Keenan Peel, and he was like, "Tommy, man, you were you were such a great joke this season." And he was like, "Oh, so you think I'm a clown? Do you think people <laughs> just can make fun of me?" And he was like, "No, no, no. Like it was a great story. Everyone loved it." He's like, "Oh, so you now you're making it was it was a good bit." Oh, good. Um, but not as good as Sean Stellato <laughs> on this radio station, right? Can we, do we have the clip available? We've got to put it in the replay machine where he goes, I never spoke never with that spoke man in my entire life. life. <laughs> <laughs> he said it multiple times. Never spoke to that man in my we life. We haven't even told the audience the best part here. Let me grab the book, all right? Let me grab the book. Oh, yeah, he gave you his own his yes, book that he wrote. He yeah. autographed the book for me that he wrote about the 1994 Salem High School football team, the inspirational story that we found out is actually a biography, autobiography, because he's played quarterback on the damn team that he wrote about. It's called No Backing Down. But he signed it, Sean Stilato, and said to Adam, best wishes and continued success. Hashtag Go Spiders. What? It, you lost me there, Sean. He knew, The only thing he knew about Richmond, Richmond was, was the, the spiders. spiders. He had no idea that I'm, I'm the pregame voice of the Rams. So the an Italian Hall of Famer gave you his signature. I know, I know. It's a pretty, it's pretty funny, and and he actually reps some some pretty decent clients. Like he yep. had he had another guy that I think was in the Pro Bowl. Uh, it's a funny bit though. Yeah, he was the quarterback on the damn team that he wrote about. Stub, what do you think? Should I make you read this for and then do a book report? Oh, dude, I, 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 <laughs> I'm at like a book a year <laughs> max. <laughs> well, we'll keep it in studio in case yeah, you're yeah, bored. Yeah, okay. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, Ram Nation. VCU hits the road tomorrow for a test with St. Louis. That will be Friday night right here on 910. The fan pregame coverage starts at 615. Programming note, Ram Nation, tomorrow 
you'll hear my conversation with Sean Berstow. Yes, one of the captains. Power forwards, point guards, he brings the ball up, shoots threes, can assist. I think he's one of the assist leaders in the A-10. I will sit down with Barristow later today after practice at the Basketball Development Center. So that conversation tomorrow right here on 910 The Fan. Uh, But right now, Burger King wants fans to design its next Whopper creation. Stubb has been working hard behind the scenes. He's been letting it stew. As he's coming up with a creation, if you want to chime in right now, tweet us at 910thefan, at AWOD Radio, or call in 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. The fan that comes up with the best best Whopper creation is going to receive how much money, Stubb? A million. A million dollars. All you have to do is come up with a cool Whopper. With three to eight toppings, three that's, to eight toppings. All right? right, so let's see. Let me hear what you've come up with so far. I, I kind of told the audience my yeah. ideas already. Okay, so when you think about Burger King, I was thinking of what's like a classic Burger King bit. Okay, so when you get the fries, and oh, what's that in there? It's an onion ring. Yes, yeah, put an yep. onion ring on there. And then I went, okay, well, we got. I want the chicken fries in there. Yep, add an onion ring. We're getting a little fried. Let's fry the pickles. Get some fried pickles on this burger too. I like frying items. I don't like pickles. Dude, a fried pickle goes crazy. I don't think a I can put pickle pickles on crazy. my Whopper here. I don't think pickles I can already go on a burger. Yeah, but I don't like pickles. <laughs> I'm not putting. I'm <laughs> not submitting a burger with the topic, a topping that I don't like. All right, but I. But you're onto something because if you want to get the Burger King management to pay attention. You make it Burger King-like, right? Yeah. And so I do love the idea. Let's throw me down for it. Put an onion ring and put chicken fries on there. Yeah. I think right? so. We're definitely going to need a sauce. Yes. I think a ranch could go pretty good. I with also this. don't like ranch stuff. Oh my god. I don't like. What do ranch? you mean you don't like ranch? I, I would do a ranch if it's teamed up with a barbecue. Ranch and barbecue. Like, yeah. Is that like a, a combo? I think so. All right. You know, let's do both. All right. Ranch and barbecue. That way we get a little bit of what you like, a little bit of what I like. An onion ring, chicken fries. Now, we need we to need decide cheese. our cheese here. I think pepper jack I like is that. a strong one. I like, think, I think pepper jack goes well Does with Burger what we have King here. Does Burger King have anything that's already pepper jack on there? Uh, I They'd don't know. They'd probably go with American cheese on yeah, everything. Yeah, it's probably right? standard. And if they sometimes like a, like McDonald's will have like their, their nicer burgers with yeah. something like a pepper jack. But they can they can pick some pepper jack for us. All right. I like that. So it's a burger, patty, onion ring, fries, pepper jack cheese, ranch, and barbecue sauce. So we got six. So we can't yes. have two more max. Yes. yes. All right. So, I mean, bacon's the obvious one, I feel like. like what about a candied bacon? I, <laughs> I, I don't like the way you said it, like you're, you're a murderer. But all right. We can go with like an applewood candied bacon. I like that. What does candied bacon mean? Like they... Like, how do they candy it? Like, it's a bit more fried. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. you get, like, some, like, it's a bit more sweet. You yeah. get, like, a sweetness to it. Okay. I, that, that's kind of, I think that's fitting the vibe of what we're creating here. Yeah. So can we, got, we can we change the bun? Are we stuck with we the... We cannot change the bun. All right. Because I was going to suggest, like, a brioche. All right. I know. Um, yeah. No, a brioche right. is a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can we throw a, a some kind of a potato on there, possibly? I don't like a potato in a burger. Okay. That's, you know, if, if you're going to veto you my You already have pickle, the Ingo. And the, I'm going you know, to veto that. The chicken fry and the onion ring. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, this is a toughie. Yeah. I mean, do we do we top it with an egg? Ooh. That, I'm not against that. Yeah? I'm, I'm not against that you're at all. You're not against an egg? No. Uh, but the problem is, is, I don't know if I trust Burger King eggs. No, but I don't trust Burger King at all. So yeah. we're just... <laughs> we're just trying to win we're a million dollars. We're just trying anything. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, would, I would say okay on a fried egg for now... 
But let's kind of stew on it and see what else we can come up with here. Okay. Because I, I do want some time for it to create a jingle for us. Is yeah. it's gonna create a burger jingle? So okay. we got like a minute forty five to, to be done. Do you do you think we put mushrooms on here? Do we put uh peppers on here at all? Ooh, maybe 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 a grilled pepper. I'm I'm cool with a grilled pepper. I think a grilled pepper. Like some, uh we need do we, something do that we need isn't. a certain type of pepper? Do we need a Write in like because it, it checks every option. All right. So uh, how about uh, hot peppers? What if you write in hot peppers? Hot. I'll, I'll try hot pepper. Hot peppers is what is what I would go with here. Does that work? It's checking. It allowed right. it. It allowed it. All right. And so so we lock in the fried oh, wait, egg. We do have one. I'm sorry. It doesn't count beef patty. We do have another option. We can do, do hot mean? pepper and fried egg if we All wanted. Right. To. So here's what I would like. All right. All right. You got the burger. All right. With pepper jack cheese. When. An onion ring. Or is it onion rings? What are we going with here? I said onion rings, but... I like that. It, I like yeah. that. Chicken fries, or would you go with just chicken, chicken fries? fries? Chicken fries. Chicken fries. Pepper jack. Pepper jack. Candied bacon. Fried egg. Hot peppers. Ranch on the top. Barbecue on the bottom. Yeah. I think we submit this I thing. think I'm going to I'm gonna hit it. Now, here, I'll say this right now. If we win a million dollars, we will share exactly zero dollars and zero cents with the AWOD army. <laughs> this is a stub in AWOD is, creation. Yeah. We gave you guys a chance to chime in. Nobody wanted to call or tweet us. I guess nobody thinks we're going to win the million dollars. We're, we're going to prove you wrong here. Yeah. Look, it's, it's working on it, I think. We're sports radio in Richmond, Virginia, the burger capital of America. Watch out, Whopper. We're coming for you. Oh, that looks good. It Does it? Kind. I mean, it looks a little scary. Yeah, let's take a screenshot of it so we can tweet it out at 910thefan at AWOD Radio as we have submitted our million-dollar burger. If you're just tuning in, it's Patty. Chicken fries, onion rings, pepper jack cheese, candied bacon, fried egg, hot peppers, ranch on the top, barbecue sauce on the bottom. You're just gonna, you're just gonna take a big old bite of that thing, and you're gonna love it. I guarantee that. Now, I will say, I'm not gonna love the ranch. It's not gonna be healthy. It's, <laughs> I tell you what, it's not gonna be healthy either. Yeah, no, you're right about that. All right, we'll share the jingle tomorrow and let you know if we get an email from Burger King on winning you the million dollars. It's AWOD Radio on the Fan with Grant and Danny coming up next.